Welcome to the Relax and Go podcast, episode nine, Practice Patience. Welcome to the Relax and Go podcast. This is episode nine, Practice Patience. So today, what I want to talk about is how practicing patience is one of the most important things you can do on a daily basis to keep moving forward to your goals. I know we've talked about sleep back in episode two. That's pretty important stuff. We've talked about mindset. We've talked about a few other topics that you can do and work on and you know use to improve your athletic and academic and social achievements. Today we're talking about one that is really hard for people to grasp. Now I say get more sleep. People are like, okay, I can do that, but most people don't want to. And we've talked about why that's important. But patience is one of those things that people, they know they should have it, they know they should work on it, but they just don't. They, they don't create an environment where patience is something they can work on or benefit from every day. So first, let's talk about what is patience. Patience is the capability to accept or tolerate delays, difficulties, or suffering without anger. So this is you understanding that whatever you're going through, whatever the frustration is, whatever the difficulty it is, whatever the hurdle is that's in front of you, that it's probably temporary and it's something that you're going to either work through or be uh, disciplined enough to let it move itself out of your way. Can you stay calm when there's every reason to be you know, frustrated or, you know, you know, I say angry, but we don't want to be angry. So not always a reason to be angry, but frustration is fairly common uh, emotional reaction to a setback. In fact, that's kind of the, the source of anger is that you're being denied something that you want, which leads to frustration. The frustration can, you know, move to anger. Patience kind of keeps that under control. But I almost said there was patience is a virtue. And I know many of us have heard that for probably most of our lives, that patience is a virtue. And if you go back and you look, all the major religions, and even a lot of the minor ones, minor in terms of number of people that practice it, and you look at the philosophies that aren't even based on a religious text, every one of them has some kind of connection or you know truth that they build off of the idea of patience being important. You want to talk about, you know, Zen Buddhism or Hinduism or, you know, Christianity, Islam, all of them, Judaism, all of them come back to an idea that one of their, well, we'll call it a core value. One of the things that they teach in their religion is the value of patience. So, most major thought processes or religious beliefs have a connection to this idea. So if everyone in all of the groups says, hey, this is an important concept for for our ideas, then they're probably on to something. Even if you don't agree with most of them on other things, they probably have some credibility here with patience. It is something that we see over and over again, and they all say it's something we should be practicing. And think about, you know, in modern times, teachers, when you're hounding them, hey, it's my assignment, they're like, be patient. And coaches, when you're like, hey, coach, I'm, 
you know, I worked out two days in a row. I, I want to be better. And the coach says, hey, we got to be patient. That, you know, patience is really that important. It is so critical to the long-term and even short-term abilities and development of student athletes. Why is that? Why is patience one of the big things that we need to be practicing on a, on a daily basis? Well, one of the biggest reasons is that good things come to those who wait. And by waiting, I mean those who are working consistently, day after day, practice after practice, doing all the little things. If you want to be truly good at a, a sport or something in the classroom, you don't get better overnight. You don't just wake up one day, do some, some homework or you know, run six miles, wake up the next day and go, oh my gosh, I'm so much better at all of that. It, it, it really is about embracing the grind and, and doing the work day after day for lots of days in a row with an occasional day off in there when, it, when it's appropriate. But you do the work for an extended period of time. And that's not, that's not something we're good at, especially in the last decade, maybe decade and a half. Think about the world we live in now. Fast is the new normal. Everything is super quick. On-demand entertainment, food that will be delivered to your house within 30 minutes. You know, I remember growing up when Domino's Pizza said, if you don't get it within 30 minutes, it's free. And everybody thought that was the coolest thing ever. Now, you know, I can pick up my phone and hit some buttons and have whatever restaurant I want delivered to me in a fairly timely manner. And that's our new normal. You know, growing up, many of us, um, we didn't have stores that had just about everything in them, like a super Walmart or a super Target. We had a hardware store that had a certain amount of things. We had grocery stores. We didn't have them combined. And that's the new normal is that you can get just about everything you want and things that you need in one location. You can get it on your schedule. You can get it now. Uh, many stores uh, have 24-hour capabilities. So if at you know, 11 o'clock at night I remember that I need something, I can go get it. And I can uh, go before I, my, my head hits the pillow, I can have what thing it is I need that I probably forgot. And I had to go to the 24-hour Walgreens or the 24-hour Walmart or, or 7-Eleven because they have a fairly diverse, um, or Wawa, you know, and go and get what it is I needed because they have so many things in those stores. So instant gratification, fast is the new normal, which makes it hard for people to understand that you have to work for not, not hours, not days. Sometimes, depending on what we're, we're talking about, not even weeks, we're talking about months. And, and to be truly uh, great and, and be you know, in the upper echelon of whatever your chosen uh, pursuit is, we might be talking about years. You know, we're looking for the quick fix. There's an entire multi-billion dollar industry based on the idea of instant results. And you, know, you can do it faster my way, paying for my 1995 internet program, and you'll see results faster than any other program. And we are suckers for those because we'd like to have it done now. We don't want to wait. And it's not that we're lazy. It's not that we, we don't know how to do it. It's just we have grown up and have matured in a world 
that wants to give us what we want faster than we've ever had in our entire human existence. We, we just have been conditioned to almost expect things to happen now, to happen fast, which means it's harder and harder to have patience. I mean, think how many of you, if you're watching a television show and you have the capability, will you fast forward through the commercials? Or you actually change the channel or watch something else during the commercial. Many of us do that. We, we hit the back channel uh, and go watch something else during a commercial. And even commercials are becoming less common because of the on-demand society. So we just don't want to wait. And, we're, and even if we want to, some of us don't know how to do it. We just don't know how to be calm and wait for something to kind of find its groove or... You know, I remember growing up, you know, commercials were the time that you ran to the bathroom and you ran to the kitchen and you had to be back. It was a race to get back to the couch before the commercial was over. And whoever, whoever it was that didn't go to the bathroom or didn't go to the kitchen or got back first yelled at the top of their lungs, commercials over. And everybody would come running very quickly to get there for the television show because we had no pause button and, and we had no DVRs and we didn't have internet streaming. We had, at least when I was growing up, I had three and a half channels and the half was because the antenna had to be at a certain way on a certain weather pattern to get that fourth channel. So patience is something that we're getting conditioned to almost not embrace. So we really do have to make it a priority. It takes a certain level of maturity to be patient, to have that delayed gratification. As many of you know, I've spent you know, the last 20 years being a secondary social studies teacher. I taught middle school for a couple of years, and I spent the last 18 years teaching in a high school. And for many of those years, I taught ninth graders world history. And they, they don't understand delayed gratification. They don't understand the importance of working today for the benefit being not just tomorrow, but down the road. And I can't even tell you how many ninth graders I've seen come into my classroom and, you know, I tell them, I said, look, a, a D or a C here, you will maybe regret that your senior year when you wake up and you're not as, as uh, middle school crazy coming out of uh, ninth grade, going into 10th grade. And you start to say, oh, maybe I would like to go to college. Oh, maybe I'd even like to go to a decent one. And, you know, your GPA has got an anchor on it from your ninth grade year when you didn't care as much. They have a hard time processing that. They struggle to project themselves a year or two years in the future. And you can see it through the ninth grade year, lights coming on and their ability to understand, oh, what I do today will affect my tomorrow. But, you know, most ninth graders, when they come into high school, at least, you know, the ones I've seen over 18 years, they don't, they don't connect that yet. And as most things with uh, maturity and, and teenagers, the girls get it before the boys. And, you know, I've seen some boys not, not, even, not even get it through high school. But that's just the way that it goes. So there's a certain level of maturity that has to be obtained for patience to, to sink in. Some people are just not ready to embrace the reality of patience. At the end of the day, patience really does act like a bouncer for your, for your thought process. It's easy for us to get frustrated when somebody makes a mistake, especially one that we don't think we would make. What patience does for us is it keeps us from getting into that angry, frustrated, 
mentality of, oh my gosh, why can't you do this right? And allows us to just stay calm. We, we've all been in those, those mindsets where we get very angry, we, we snap at people, we're frustrated, we're being blocked from getting what we want. And what patience does is it, it's, as I mentioned, and I love this analogy, it's a bouncer for the, the frustration. When frustration and anger come knocking on the door, Patience is going, nah, I'm sorry, guys. Um, I don't need you right now. And, you, you know, we're, we're cool. We're, gonna, we're just going to wait and see what happens. Or we're going to, you know, take a couple breaths and then come up with a new plan. I don't need you guys messing things up. We all know what happens when you get frustrated. We know, you know, 99.9% .9 of the population, when your frustration levels begin to grow, it flows into anger. And we know, you, you know this if you've listened to the podcast, how much I say when, you, when you're angry, you don't perform very well. You lose focus. You are uh, prone to making mistakes. You know, we've all done that where we've lost our temper to an extent. And then when we finally calm down and our temper is kind of fading, we look back and go, oh my gosh, why did I do that? Why did I act that way? Why did I say that? Well, because you, you lost control, you lost your focus, you got angry, and you probably didn't do what you needed to do, which is probably going to contribute to more frustration. Patience stops those guys at the door. Patience goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just take a second here and see what happens. Now, what happens may still be bad. It may still be something we don't want. It may still be something that is frustrating, but it keeps it from cruising down uh, and getting worse from from snowballing downhill so it allows us to process the information and really allows us an opportunity and a good one i would wager you know most of the time to make a better choice as i mentioned many of us have looked back on our previous choices and go god what was i thinking when i did that well, what patience does allows that to happen at the time. You know, instead of going later, oh my gosh, what was I thinking when I did that? Patience goes, okay, let's relax and see what happens. And maybe it'll be something we don't want, but we'll deal with it. But maybe maybe we'll see another opportunity here. So it allows you to to make better choices. It in many cases, research has drawn a very strong relationship between, between patience and empathy. Patience allows me to see it from your point of view. Patience allows me to take the time to see what's going on and what your thought processes are. And maybe I don't like them. Maybe I think they're completely wrong. But how is me getting angry or being frustrating going to you know, help that? And in most cases, it won't. So patience allows me to understand the situation better. It allows me to understand the people in that situation better. And we're just going to be able to process. Practicing patience is a mindset. It's something we have to practice because, as I mentioned, our environment's not going to help us with this. Our environment is now, 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 give me, give me, give me. I want it on demand. I want it 24 hours a day. I want it, I want it. Our environment's not going to help us practice patience. We have to be the one to practice patience. So it is a mindset. And if you haven't listened to the previous podcast on how important mindset is, I urge you to go back and give that a listen. And if you have listened to it, you know, it never hurts to listen to it again. 
you know, maybe you'll hear something a little different this time, another thing to help you on your journey towards reaching your goals. But it really is a mindset. It, it's an idea that I'm going to practice this. I'm going to go into practice. I'm going to go study and I'm going to be patient. I'm going to give it the time. How many of you have gone into study and you're like, oh, I'm going to study for two hours and you don't because you get distracted, probably on purpose. You left, you took your phone with you and next thing you know, you're getting text messages and it's a lot more fun to text people back and forth than it is to sit down and study for most people. So you didn't have the patience to do what you were supposed to do. You got distracted, which is only going to lead to frustration because you're probably going to go in and take the test or quiz or, you know, you didn't get your homework done because you were distracted. So it, it brings, you know, the idea that it's a mindset that we need to practice. You know, think about it from a sports point of view. Think about the really good soccer teams or even, even football teams. They have to be patient and let the play develop, you know, or basketball teams that, you know, pass it a couple times. They know what they want to do, but they're going to pass it a few more times, setting up the opponent into the uh, defense that they want the opponent to be in so they can facilitate scoring. And the same thing with soccer, you know, the coach wants it brought on the right side of the field, and they've had a couple times where they've had opportunities and brought it up the right side of the field, and it missed. The goalie made some good stops, it, it, you know, bounced off a defender, it went over the goalpost, et cetera, et cetera. Some days it just can't find the back of the net, as, as my soccer players no doubt understand. But they keep doing it because why? It's what they've practiced, it's what they know, and they know that sooner or later if they keep taking the shots, they're going to get it into the net. They, they have faith in what they're doing. If you've played team sports, you know that if some of the team members decide to do things on their own. They get impatient with the process. They they can mess up the whole the whole thing. And anyway, every once in a blue moon, they end up being a hero, and you know they they did it their way. But more often than not, a, a team that is disciplined and and patient and and sticks to the plan is going to be successful. Is going to win more games than the games that have to have an occasional hero like event from someone on their team who who got frustrated. So it really is something that benefits student athletes in the long run. It really does help, you know, keep them on the right path. It, it, it's having that goal set and the patience and the discipline and the commitment to keep working towards that goal, even on days that it's not fun, even on days where it, it was tough to commit to the effort of studying or practice or whatever. Even on those days, the, the patience of, hey, you know what, today I'm just going to get it done. I don't feel great today. I, you know, I can only study an hour. I normally study two, but this is what I can do. It really does keep those negative emotional responses, those very powerful emotional knee-jerk, you know, very sudden emotional responses from becoming the, the common response. So practicing patience really can be beneficial to you. Well, there are four things that are important if you're trying to practice patience. And, you know, I must say practice patience to my sons, you know, if I don't say it 20 times a day, I don't say it at all. So the number one thing for practicing patience is to practice. You go in, 
into your team practice or your swim practice or your study session ready to be patient and on task, ready to do what you're supposed to do as well as you can do it for as long as you're supposed to do it. That takes effort. It takes focus. It takes a certain level of commitment and being patient and doing what you're supposed to do can be practiced at practice. And the more you do it at practice, the better use it is to you on the day of your game or test or whatever. So practice patience. This first step is to practice it. And if you don't know where to begin, just, you know, think about it. You have endless opportunities to practice patience, whether it's driving to or from practice, or even if you're a passenger in the car and you're running late and you get a red light, take a couple of breaths. Here's an opportunity to practice patience. You know, the the coach says, hey, we're going to do this particular drill and you don't like that drill and you're ready to say, oh, I hate this one. Be patient. Understand that the drill has a purpose and the coach has a reason for doing this drill. Be patient about your own frustrations and, and just be practicing and be mindful of the practice. Thing two for practicing patience. Step two, if you will. Manage your time. There is no greater thief of our performance than mismanagement of time whether we're talking about practice or we're talking about uh, studying you know how many of my student athletes and I couldn't even count them on on all the hands and fingers that I've ever seen come through my classroom of people who have gone home with the intent of studying all I'm going to study and they get home and you know they watch a show they eat a little bit they they socialize, they text, they catch up on their social media. And the next thing you know, they blink and it's, it's midnight. And they're like, oh, I, I'm supposed to go to bed soon, but no, I haven't even begun to study. They lost their time management. Or, you know, you slept in too late or, or you went to bed too late. You have created this environment where if you don't manage your time, time's going to manage you. And it can be very frustrating to always be late and to be that friend that everybody says, yeah, we're going to, we're meeting at 6.30, but really they want to say 7. Everyone else is going to be there at 7, but they told you 6.30 because you'll be there at 7. That's who you are. And that, you know, your friends are practicing patience with you. So by practicing patience, you really need to make sure that you're maximizing your environment to the point where you are removing the frustrations. And this takes me to point three. Know your triggers. If you're somebody who hates being late, don't be late. Don't be late. Be early. I know I'm not somebody who likes being late. I, I dislike immensely when I have parent conferences that go to five minutes before the bell because I got to get into my classroom. I've got to turn on my computer. I've got to, you know, open up my emails. I've got to open up the attendance program and there's things, you know, I got to get the day started and here I am, I'm off to a late start. I get frustrated. I get flustered. I get, I lose that control. So I have to be patient and, uh, and turn the computer on. And how many of you have tried to turn your phone or computer on and you're pressing buttons and it's not ready yet. And you end up actually delaying what you're trying to do because you're too busy pressing buttons and trying to make it go faster that you're actually making it go slower. So know what your triggers are. You know, if you know it's time, if you know it's certain teammates, if you know it's something the coach is doing, maybe you need to have conversations with them about 
their behavior and why you aren't comfortable with it. But also it's another opportunity for you to practice. You know, know what it is that causes your frustration, which leads to your anger. Is it losing? Is it people that goof off at practice? Is it when you're late? Is it when other people's late? Know your triggers so you can better practice avoiding the frustration, avoiding the anger, and you can practice patience. Number four, breathe. Breathe. So many times when we get frustrated, we get angry, we, we have this very powerful emotional response, which you know can most commonly be linked to what we would call a flight or fight response. And we get, our tone goes up, our, our emotions get in, our adrenaline gets released, and our body's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And you've, you're frustrated, you're angry. Breathe. The physiological the things that happen in your body when you get angry or scared or are identical or excited in a positive way, the same things happen in your body, whether you're scared, you're excited, or you're angry. We call it the... Um, the flight or fight response, there's actually flight, fight, or freeze. So that's a whole other uh, podcast for another day. You know. But the physiological, the body's responses are consistent. Your adrenaline goes up, your, your stomach turns off and, and moves blood to the muscles in anticipation of what we call flight or fight. I'm either going to run from this danger or I'm going to confront the fight of this danger. And if you've lost your temper, your body is moving into this flight or fight response and you're going to lose your temper. You're, you're going to uh, take steps back. You're going to get angry. You're going to say things that you don't mean. You're going to make a choice, which is probably a poor choice because you're so frustrated. So when you're starting to get a little annoyed, the best thing you can do is just breathe. Take a couple deep breaths. What it does is it tells your body that you're not in danger. You're okay. Your brain goes, oh, well, I, we're getting a little frustrated, but you're doing nice, deep, rhythmic breaths. Your brain goes, oh, well, things can't be too bad here. And it kind of looks around and says, well, if, if we're breathing fine, then I'm not going to release all my adrenaline. We must be okay. And I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but that's really what it comes down to. So just breathe. The Navy SEALs have, uh, and I'm paraphrasing what they actually do, I call it a four-by-four four breathing technique. They breathe in for four seconds. They hold it for four seconds. They exhale for four seconds. And they do it four times, four-by-four four breathing. And by the time you've done it four times, you're much more likely to be coherent and calm and focused and ready to make a good decision rather than a lost my temper, I'm angry, I'm having an emotional response here and have that I lost my patience temper uh, reaction. So breathe. The benefits of this are both short-term and long-term. The better you can keep your patience and, and, and keep calm, the lower your blood pressure is going to be, the lower your stress reaction is going to be. And patient people inevitably are more likely to reach their goals. If you're a patient person and you had a bad day, the patience you've practiced allows you to say, you know what, they're not all going to be good days. 
I had a bad day here, but that's all right. I'll get up tomorrow and I'll keep doing what I'm supposed to do. Patient people reach their goals. Impatient people, if they don't get to their goal quick enough, they throw it out. They toss it. Oh, that's taking too long. Which is, you know, go back and listen to the goal podcast and there's reasons why we have short-term and long-term goals. But they get so frustrated that the goal's not happening fast enough that they end up not even going after the goal. So patient people are healthier. They're more optimistic because they know that they'll have opportunities to fix what they want to do and, and reach their goals. And they're more likely to stick to their goals. You know, I, I read in an article, and I, I apologize, I can't remember which one. I think it was um, in National Geographic about, about patients. And I remember the, the therapist they were interviewing said the three steps to get more patients, the three things that you can do to help you get more patients. So it's different than my list of four to practice it, time management, identify your triggers, and, and breathe. These are the three steps to get more patients. Number one, learn to be calm. Okay, learn to be calm. Just calm down, do some deep breaths, and, and, and make that your go-to instead of being angry or losing your temper. Number two, learn to be calm. All right, okay, all right, that's so important. We're going to say it twice. I get it. And number three, learn to be calm. And I, I love that. I love that that list of three. I, I think the other list of four is a little more practical and gives you something a little more tangible. But that really does highlight if you want to practice your patience, you have to learn to control your emotional responses. The quickest, easiest, most consistent way to do that is by breathing and, and relaxing the breaths and and deep breaths and doing those to keep it going under control. If you can keep your body from having that flight or fight reaction, you're probably already ahead of the game to where you're not having a temper, anger reaction. And now you have an opportunity to be patient. If your breathing gets away from you and you go into a flight or fight reaction, the idea that you're going to be able to bring your patients back down is low. You, you know, something's going to have to snap you out of it. And you're still going to be time where you're like, I'm calming down, I'm calming down. The best way to keep your patience is to not lose it. You know, you keep it under control before you lose it. Because once you lose it, it's, it's going to go pretty quick. Okay. So I hope that you uh, were able to walk away with something today. I hope that you will practice patience as much as you practice your schoolwork and practice your sports. It is a very important mental skill. Uh, you know, the idea that the work I do today will benefit me down the road. The work I do this week will benefit me in a month and the work of, I do for the month will benefit me in a year, you know, idea. And it's not a great idea, but it's a, it's a simple thing to understand that you have to put in 10,000 hours of good practice to become a master or really, really, really good. People that don't have patience don't do that. They don't put in the time to become really good. So I would urge you to practice patience. If you think about your day-to-day -day life, you will know that you have numerous opportunities to practice. You can practice driving to school. You can practice in first period when your teacher is a lot more awake than you are. You can practice in fourth period and in your fourth period class uh, or your 11 o'clock class if you're in college or at work where there's that coworker or classmate that just annoys you with their probably some kind of immaturity. Practice patience then. 
practice it on and on the field practice it in the pool practice it on the court practice it at your desk or kitchen table when you're doing your studying to maintain discipline and, and be on task you have no shortage of opportunities to practice and the more you practice the better you'll be at it okay so we're going to wrap it up there i've gone over my goal of of trying to keep it under 30 minutes but i, I do think practicing patience is a big 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 idea if you are chasing your goals and want to improve your academic and athletic or student athlete performance so uh, do the four things we talked about make time to practice it manage your time so to reduce those anxieties that will trigger some kind of temper or anger reaction while you're doing that identify your triggers what is it that really makes you mad is it a co-worker or a teammate's lack of effort is it somebody at your in your class or in your cubicle area that just does things to tick you off well you got wonderful opportunities to practice and when you feel it starting to go and it's take this takes practice obviously um breathe just breathe four seconds breathing in hold it for four seconds release it a nice slow release for four seconds do that four times keep that activation that sympathetic nervous system that flight or fight reaction from triggering because once it triggers it's really hard to rein it back in it takes time to rein it back in and if you're in the middle of the game and you you know lose your temper or you get frustrated you know you might be a detriment to the team not always but you might you know make a choice or do some things and the coach is like hey that's not part of the plan and he pulls you out because you're not doing what the team needs you to do and he'll put somebody else in there who's hasn't lost their temper so do those four things practice time management identify your triggers breathe and the other three steps learn to be calm learn to be calm learn to be calm do those things consistently and you'll probably find over time you're a little more patient than you used to be and you're probably uh, closer to achieving your goals so again hope you found something useful here if you uh, need a refresher on any of the previous uh, podcasts I encourage you to go listen to them I mean the idea that you're gonna hear it once and it's automatically gonna get in there is just not common you have to hear things and, and practice things consistently to see that improvement so if you've forgotten why sleep's important go listen to that one if you uh, you know, need a refresher on how to set good goals, go listen to the goal setting one and spend some time practicing patience. Okay. So until we meet each other again, just relax and go.